Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Tooele Happy Hour, starring Jared Anderson and David Weiss. Where if Head Trauma had a podcast, it might sound like this. Humana, humana, humana. <laughs> yeah. Right, Jared? So so today's guest is, uh, well, you're looking at him. It's us. Yeah. We're going to do the news today. we got a few good good stories. Some new ones to me. I, I haven't heard some of these news highlights. So Jared's going to fill me in and I'll probably have my opinion. But here we go. Let's kick it off. What's the first story, Jared? So uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago now, said on Twitter, uh, she mentioned national divorce. Now, she's not the first person to say it. Of course, there's been multiple left-wing comedians who said it. Sarah Silverman said it. And that, But she is a congresswoman. She is a, a favorite target of left-wing media. So that made it a national story all last week and, and the week before. <clears throat> but anyways, she said, we need to separate by red states and blue states and shrink the federal government. So what do Democrats and communists think about that idea? Well, they scream that she's calling for civil war. She's calling for violence. Uh, I would argue if she said anything, they would, um, they would interpret it into a manner that they can scream to have her removed because she said and done some things that irked them quite bad earlier in her career. And all through COVID, um, she's become a huge enemy of both sides all through COVID because she was forcing an in-person floor votes uh, in Congress. And that, you know, that makes uh, big government people awful unhappy. Because the system doesn't want to have to come to the floor to vote, correct? No, and they got to have, uh, with the non-floor votes, they get to have um, proxy voting. Which proxy voting means the number counts, but the person's not there to get recorded. And if it's a screwed up vote, they don't have to be held accountable for it. You mean like someone like me couldn't observe how my representative representative is voting? Yeah. So it would be like anonymous voting. I'd just get the numbers and I wouldn't yeah. know who voted for what. Yeah. And, and her and Thomas Massey have been real big on fighting for uh, like recorded votes, in-person voting and uh, floor voting. Right. I, I could see how people would be against that because you can start to consolidate power and rule the world eventually through a methodology like that. I mean, you wouldn't have anyone to answer to. You just know this is what the answer was, and you can't place any authority, uh, any responsibility on that. Yeah, I mean, look into how the Federal Reserve Act was pushed through. You know, it was 1913, December 21st, 1913. If I remember, it was pushed through by... Uh, yeah, there's something like 11 senators, and they did it over Christmas vacation. Kind of done unplanned. There's a lot of things done on Christmas vacation. They're actually pretty productive when it comes to Christmas vacations. A few of them are uh, as productive as they get. Extremely productive. But, you know, that's just a... So, but she mentioned national divorce, so I wanted to talk a few minutes about what do you think, Dave, 
the implications of a national divorce would be, would it be feasible? Let's say both parties were amenable to it and didn't want to uh, try to resort to violence. Do you think it would work? Well, you know, nobody likes to give up their slaves without a good fight. But, I mean, I'm all for this step towards progress. Because eventually I'd just like to hold, you know, divorce myself from the entire state completely. Mm-hmm. Somehow. I mean, it's a fantasy. It won't ever happen in my lifetime, I'm sure. But, you know, it's it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. I... I wonder how it would work because like even here in Utah, we're considered a red state, but we still have a belt of blue that runs down the middle of the north. Yeah, the the, the division of territory into And then how states. would how would like New York, your home country be? Um you know, where granted from the outside looking in Uh, Upstate New York is not red, but if you're from New York, it looks awful red. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you have Albany in upstate New York and some bigger cities, but. Yeah, you have the seat of the state up there, but I mean, the majority of New York is, is, you know, rather, uh, I would say, you know, purple at least. Yeah. How would you split yeah. that up? So those people would still be held hostage and the people from Salt Lake would be held hostage here. I mean, I, I don't know how this would work. I mean, she doesn't provide any mechanics on the um, the the way the infrastructure would function. She just says, we need a national divorce, right? That's that's pretty much what she said. Yeah. I mean, she's just venting. And, you know, we, we do this to AOC a lot. Uh, we look at things that she says and make her out to look crazy. They look at things we say make us look crazy. And it's, you know, it's just a, a social drama of the situation. You're very true. It seems like some people, and lately it's all ladies, tend to become the poster child for the political party, poster child of the political party for the opposing political party lately. Well, that doesn't surprise me. I think... Politics is a woman's world in the future. I don't think, uh, like like maybe right now, there's more male representatives than female representatives. But if you look at the proportions of how staff is made up for all these representatives, you're going to find that females dominate the field. Uh, there's, you know, you, you go to uh, Washington and you look at the field trips happening. All the political science majors are women. Hmm. And and I made this observation back in 2016 when I went to go watch Trump become inaugurated. Uh, I'd go up and down the halls with my friends trying to get more tickets for the inauguration from different offices. And you'd see the different field trips from the colleges, the lines and lines of, of young girls. Well, our colleges are that way universally right now. That's true. You got a point. They probably are. So maybe that's the cause of that. Because it still seems like maybe you could say the administrative side of politics is becoming more feminine. Well, especially if you need a college degree to get these kind of positions. I know the government will often say, you need a four-year degree and to get this job. 
So if you need a four-year degree to get a particular job, chances are you're a woman, right? It's it's moving that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like men are starting to check out a society on pretty alarming rates. But that's neither here nor there. Back to national divorce. I've got a simple answer, and this is an answer for both sides, and that's the Tenth Amendment. We need to lean on the Tenth. We need to feel how you feel about the abortion, but when you're on the Tenth Amendment, states make that decision, and you can you can pick what place closer aligns with you, not to mention what do you think would be easier to make a political change in a state or a nation? You know? All right. So it depends on the state too. I mean, look at our state. We can make a political opinion. Like, uh, you remember how much debate time that you and me went to all the meetings about that flag change that they just had. Mm -hmm. Like we were what there for hours and hours and hours trying to, provide our opinion for our representatives, right? Mm-hmm. Weren't we? Yeah, but we contacted how many representatives you and I actually contact? How much face-to-face meetings did we actually make on that? Zero. Two. Two. Okay. Two representatives we talked to about it. On the show. I don't yeah. know if that counts, but I mean, my, my sarcastic um, personality was coming out. I, what I'm saying is we had no input for that flag change as citizens. There really wasn't a, a vote taken by the citizens. The representatives got together and said this would be cool. And, you know, they, they try to put a facade on about how we had input, but I don't think we did. So people in charge, they're going to do what they're going to do. If you say marijuana should be legalized as a society, no, that is, eh, you know. Okay, that's one in Utah where a majority of the populace voted. And I think they, when it comes to these objects of vice, I think Utah gets to hide behind uh, a religious majority. And that's where I think it's wrong. But, I mean, look at what the Free State Project has done in New Hampshire. They took a hard blue state and turned it goldish (laughs) but now they can now they have open carry they have shall issue concealed carry permits are their gun rights as good as ours yeah pretty close really and that's in new hampshire now granted vermont traditionally was the gun state of the united states i know everyone hold your breath on that one but vermont was but that's just because Vermont never had enough issues that uh, that they ever laid down any gun laws. It was just never not thought of. It was never thought about in Vermont. But New Hampshire went from a heavy controlled gun controlled state, and now they've got you know open carry and constitutional carry and all that stuff. That is a beautiful thing, and they're still far from where they want to be. They are, but I mean, we're talking in a matter of what, 11 years? They made a, they made a, a huge sea change in 11 years. Okay. And, and, you know, that's just one state. No, I'm not, I'm not talking about overall good things happening. I'm talking about if you wanted to make political changes 
that had impact on your life, I think doing it under the 10th Amendment is the ideal way to pursue that. Well, I mean, if we would obey the 10th Amendment as a government entity as it is, I mean, why was this abortion thing even a a problem? I mean, you're saying let's take it away from federal power and put it in the state power, kind of like the 10th Amendment says we're supposed to. And, and we're debating whether or not that's the right thing to do. And, and that's where, you know, I mean, if you're debating whether or not to follow the instructions in the manual, you're kind of at a really bad starting point. I'm just saying, instead of a national divorce, I think we could, uh, you know, this coming out of my mouth, folks keep the nation together but if we just leaned on the 10th amendment and you know i think that would give us a much better chance would that prevent california from using our funds to project their power to enhance their wealth and continue on with their debt uh i don't know i don't know i guess if states got together and argued these points as states instead of a, a, the feds leaning that out because right now the feds hold us hostage with all these organizations that are federal organizations why are our schools falling to shit because they're represented represented on the federal level and when George W. Bush comes out with the dog shit program, that dog shit program gets spread through the whole nation instead of just being restricted to one state. You're referring to the Department of Education being the overall federal government entity that it is. Yeah. They hold the states hostage. They 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 come to the state education boards and they say, Hey, look, we've got a check with all these commas and zeros on it. You just got to do what we say and uh, we'll write your name on it. Yeah. And they get those zeros and ones from our tax coffers. Sure. How would it be if all our taxes were just paid to the state? Is that what the 10th amendment says though? But no, but that's what it was until what? 19, uh, Oh, what was it, 1915 or 16 under the 16th Amendment? Okay. So how would we fund a federal army then? How did we fund one before? I don't think we effectively did. Well, we have tariffs. Or we can do like they did, you know, up through the the, uh, Spanish-American War. And states levied military. How did that work? Oh, well, the first Massachusetts did rather well in Gettysburg. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if today's modern military threats would, uh, would be able to be fended off with with that kind of a system. You know what? All the threats to our nation, we've done exceptionally well at keeping away from us. You know, 9-11, the drugs coming across the southern border. We're killing it. Well, I mean, 
9-11 was back in 2001. That was our last great catastrophe, right? Or was there others? I would say the drugs coming across the southern border today is a great catastrophe, but okay, go on. I don't know. Maybe it's an evolutionary matter of fact. Of course, just two years ago, we had our our, uh, our victory in Afghanistan, 9-11 also. Yeah. Well, back to the drug thing. I mean, if you're taking drugs, it's your choice. Let me ask you a question. What military on earth could invade us if we remove all of our active forces out and just go with the National Guard? I don't think they'd have to invade us. I mean... What would they want with us? Uh, so why did our you're the one arguing for we need this modern military. Right. Um, military is there under the Department of Defense. So no, we got to keep the Arabs giving us oil. We got to get our uh, heavy metals and uh, rare earth metals. So we have to influence countries to do that. Mm-hmm. And that takes military power. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you can't. You can't get your resources the way you want to get them if if you don't use military power. Do you think do you think the Saudis give us oil because of a threat or because of a promise? I'm sure there's a carrot and a stick somewhere involved. Maybe. But you know, I mean there's nothing different between today and when the Romans ran the empire. It's still the same old human element that we are working with here. So I mean, we can't even preach the non-aggression principle in school and the idea of owning our own guns in home, are it's repulsive to some people. So, I mean, society has a ways to go before I think they're even mentally evolved to, uh, to divorce themselves from this drip-drip government system we're on, unfortunately. But... Uh, I know as long as I'm alive, I still want to be the top dog in the theater or at least belong to the club that is the top dog, which um, which means we still have to have a powerful military. Hmm. I, I don't think I would feel safe if China was the most dominant military in, in the world. I don't think I would feel safe if Russia was. And I think if we exit the theater, if we just pull everything back, there will be a huge shift of power that will lead to violence destruction and i mean it's going to happen one day either way i just don't want it to happen in my lifetime because i'm selfish like that i guess the question is is to what end are you willing to keep up with that to what end i mean Right now, we're paying taxes up the butt. And still running a deficit. Still running a deficit. And we always it'll always be that way under this fiat system. I would argue we're following a path that's been laid out for us by empires before us. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's not that different than the Roman Empire. So the question is, to what end? To what end are you willing to continue on this path? 
do you think it that it would be possible to salvage something or do we have to run headlong into the collapse I would say we're circling the drain as it is, uh, so long as they can keep people working for their paychecks. I, I think they can they can maintain this current program, but when the collapse comes, it's going to come overnight. It's not going to be like this slow decline. It's going to be really rapid, and when it hits, it hits. But I still see people scrambling to go to work in the morning to uh, go get their inflated paycheck and people are still denouncing other currencies and upholding the the banner of the federal reserve to get their greenbacks and they're not willing to change their system the, you you always argue this and i always have to point out all right david let's say the average person that makes let's say 40,000 a year right now. What does Bitcoin do for them? What does it offer them right now? Well, you can't inflate it. And you also you can't, can't steal it. it. What do you mean you can't deed it? You can't eat it. Oh, eat it. Eat it. Well, well, well Jared, look, there's always going to be a system of, of currency that is required for a civilized society. You can't trade eggs for for donkeys. It just doesn't work in a modern society. You can't you can't do that. What I'm saying right now is you always argue I think you come from a point of and no offense but kind of arrogance and looking down your nose at people. Mm -hmm. The average person can't jump into Bitcoin. The average person doesn't have spare money to invest into Bitcoin. The average person doesn't have $500 in their bank. It isn't about having money to but, invest. But hold on, Jared. hold on, Dave. They can't buy food with it right now. And until you can buy food with the fucking thing, there's no reason to get the fucking thing. And you could make the same argument with, with freeing the slaves. There was no economic benefit to doing so. And in fact, it was dangerous. No, there was a lot of economic benefit in doing so. And the Industrial Revolution kicked into overdrive. That's not the way this they saw a it, though. Completely different argument. This is they, These arguments don't even drive on the same goddamn freeway. But right I, I, now, I right now, you always argue for Bitcoin. But the average American, we're talking 60% of the populace, mm -hmm. would not be able to use it and can't afford to not be able to use it. So they have to continue on with the greenback. Until there's avenues where they can use it and then they can diversify. But right now, I mean... There's not any anything else they can use. They can use U.S. dollars or credit in U.S. dollars. That's it. So you're saying the whole system is, there's no option. You have to go this way. You're for a hostage. Them, for them, yes. Okay. Well, then there you are. I mean, once you're a hostage, you really have no choice but to obey what your captors ask of you.
right? Sure. So that's, I mean, that's really the answer is you're a hostage and you have to do what you're told. Do you think if you go down to Mexico City, you can use U.S. dollars? Yes, I know you can. Okay. Can you use rubles? I think you can exchange them there. No, sure, you can exchange them here, but can you use them? When I say use them, I mean go to a point of sale and use them. It's a good question. I don't think so. I, I would bet my money you couldn't. Yeah, but why do you think you can use U.S. dollars? Because it's our neighboring country, and it's kind of like using Canadian dollars here, I suppose. But you can't use Canadian dollars here. I don't know. I've, I've submitted a few Canadian quarters once in a while. Yeah, that's true, because they look the exact same, and they're actually measured the exact same. Those tricksters. It's not because... Their currency, matter of fact, I think by law, if they catch it, they're supposed to turn it away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's the same way it is in Mexico, too. I think by law, if by law, know, but they take it anyway. Do you know why they'll take U.S. dollars? So that's the international currency. Because that's the base currency. Right. That's a, that's a bit different. So, yeah, we're held hostage by it, from, and we've lived wealthy here in this country because of it right but that's basically because we can print it here in our country so we get the drink closest to the water trough as americans and we do i mean if we were to switch to a a world basket of currencies we would lose out as americans yeah because we are we're kind of like the chosen in, in the system. We really are. We have to admit that. But it doesn't mean it's still right. I'm not saying it's right. Mm -hmm. I'm not arguing right or wrong. I'm arguing that you always argue for a false narrative. Is it false that I think money should be measured? No. Properly? No, it's false that you argue that people need to jump to Bitcoin. It doesn't have to be Bitcoin. It could be Dogecoin. Or Doge or whatever. <laughs> it's false that you argue that. Okay, well, well, what should people do for their currency system? Use what they can buy food with. I, I don't see how that corrects that just, anything. That's just a period. It's not about correcting anything. The only thing it corrects is not starving. So you're advocating for staying with the system and surviving as long as you can. Most people have to do that. Which, I mean, in the end, though, I mean, how does that help create a better society? Okay, so if a lot of people can't eat. Theoretically. Their kids die and starve. Will that create a better society? No, of course not. Ta-da. Okay, so what, what, what is the point of trying to find methodologies to make the world uh, a more... The only way it works, and I've said this a thousand times, uh -huh. right? And I know I'll say it a thousand more. Much as I love you, you're a knucklehead, and you only almost ever listen. Until we get points of sale to start accepting it here, it's a moot point. I would say there's there's lots of points of sale. Name one. Sure, you, you can buy 
Amazon.com gift cards with sure. Bitcoin. Sure. So there's ways to do it. So I can buy an Amazon.com gift card. Mm-hmm. And then I can go on Amazon and I can, you know, uh, buy Holt Foods off Amazon. Something that's out of my price point if I make under $30,000 a year anyway. Hey, look, you asked for a point of sale. I gave you one. But point of sales that I concern myself with is shelter, Mm -hmm. utilities, and food. And and, and probably your, your entryways into the marketplace don't accept Bitcoin. So I totally get it. You're like, okay, I have to use the fiat currency. But you're asking me questions theoretically like, if we divide the country between red and blue, are we going to be better off? Yeah, I think we would. If what else could we do to better ourselves as a society? I, I actually don't know if we would if we divided the country between red and blue. Why? I think there's too much crossover, too many entrapped areas. I think we share too much. We we don't have a diversified uh, uh, electric grid. Uh, rail grid uh you know things like that why do you think that that is why do we not have a diversified grid what like because everyone's putting up windmills solar power all this other stuff right now yeah those things only what they they provide less than two percent of the power of the nation Yeah. Well, I think the reason our grids are mixed and mingled is because that was probably the cheapest, most efficient way to build it with the materials and knowledge available at the time it was built. Right. I mean, I mean, they had the outcome of getting you electricity. They didn't care whether or not it was segregated electricity. They just wanted to get you electricity. Yeah. Yeah. It was the cheapest, most efficient way to do it. And in the end, though, I mean, the system is. Again, like you have to buy your electricity with fiat currency. You have to. I mean, it's the law. Um, it, the weird thing is, I, like, I, you can buy your cell phone coverage through AT&T with Bitcoin. Okay, so there's one cell phone provider. I don't know if there's any electrical providers, though. Now, and I'm kind of curious to think. There's, there has to be at least one, I'm sure. How about water? Yeah, your water bill? I I would say electrical is less important than water. And I would say water is less important than shelter. And shelter is less important than food. You think shelter is less important than water, you said? Well, I actually think water is more important than uh, shelter if you're in a drastic situation. But water is kind of universally delivered right now. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I think everywhere the government kind of controls the water systems. So, I mean, you're kind of, you got to do what they say if you want to get your running water. Sure. But and I mean, there's really no way around the system. You have to be in the system to some degree. That's what I'm saying. I'm arguing that I love Bitcoin. It's just not feasible. It doesn't replace anything. Yeah. And my argument is this is the same attitude that, that, 200 years ago we had with uh, with human slavery mm, not even close 
well, I don't know. It seems like we're held hostage by these fiat currencies. And I wouldn't know what other way to explain it. I don't know if it's, I mean, yeah, sure. We're held hostage by fiat currencies, but you know, it could Walmart tomorrow say we're going to accept one of the cryptos. It could, but I don't think it would benefit from that. Sure. How much, how much benefit in the current government system does Walmart absorb through its influence? I mean, it's a give and take. I think Walmart is as close to a monopoly as exists. And Walmart has uh, the political pressure to absorb anything like that. Right. And, and why would it want to try to even upset the system? Because if it's already I was in charge. Walmart, I would come out with a wall coin and take Bitcoin for that and then let you use that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if, if it would benefit Walmart more than its current political power because they buy the congressman and, and you got to keep the congressman happy. Uh, you can't you can't give them too many waves or else his ship will tip. So if you really want to make waves in a society, upset the money, the money is everything to a society. It's the oh. lifeblood. Oh, I know. I know. People starve to death if their money goes bad. I was just saying that to you a second ago. Yeah, but you're advocating that there is no other way. We have to use the fiat currency. That's just a fact. That's just an on-the-ground fact. So according to your logic, everyone's going to eventually starve anyway. Because uh, our fiat currency is, I, I don't know, it's like the past month, our, my food bill has doubled. <laughs> How sustainable is that? I don't know. Four more years of Joe Biden, and I'll be quadrupling my food bill. The only hope I have is that maybe the, the blue-haired mob starves before me and then our vote tally can return to some semblance of conservatism what what vote do you what do you think conservatives would do to change the trajectory yeah good point i think i think our economy be it good or evil runs better under a conservative uh, what are some of the pressures what are some of the pressures on our food economy right now um well, I can tell you about my food economy, my house. What do you think's causing these prices? Inflation. Okay. Uh, we're, we're printing a lot of money. Mm-hmm. There's no voice that you or I have towards how much money they print. Mm-hmm. I can't even really tell you how the federal government uh, prints money for real. I mean, you, you can get that word salad at uh, that word salad answer of how the federal government and federal reserve functions but you know it's got probably a lot of corruption involved with that that doesn't come out on the wikileaks channel so i'm going to say that there's there's probably no clear answer to how any of these economies work it's it's all muscle power it's run by the military might that a country has and if we were to pull our country back and lose that military might and influence, I, I know for a fact America would suffer financially. You know what? 
here's to feed your argument to you. That would be the quickest way to get a cryptocurrency or multiple cryptocurrencies to become the basis of the United States uh, markets. If if we pulled all our military might back into the military, uh, the United States, or maybe made the military smaller, maybe made it a defensive military. Mm-hmm. But, anyways, I, you know I don't disagree with you there. Uh, but I mean, we already are under laws that prevent us from first strike anyway. So we are. We don't need a first strike. Who would our threat be? I think a combined China and Russia would would be very threatening. A combined. I mean, they would have to actually get along and shake okay. hands and stuff. All right. Russia's going gangbusters their first year in Ukraine. China couldn't feed China couldn't feed a fucking platoon across the Pacific Ocean. Neither of them have logistics to support any overseas adventures. I don't know. I I, I, I hear that a lot, Jared. But I've seen it with Chinese million fleet of 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 thirty foot fishing boats. Just I've seen it with my own running eyes. Running back and forth, hauling Chinese MREs to their forces in in uh that granted they would have an easy foothold in San Francisco. Right? Well, they think they would until, you know, all have they lose what 10% of their forces to stepped on AIDS riddled needles. The other 10% starts questioning their sexuality because one, there ain't no women in goddamn China for them. Two, all these boys over here that, well, they kind of look like women. Yeah. Again, though, there's nothing to conquer in America. I mean, we're all fat and lazy. Let's face it. We're the dreamland. We're the dreamland of the world. The best thing that they could accomplish is they destroy the Federal Reserve and they become their own world of Federal Reserve. And they yeah. take that chess piece. We're the dream. We're the best geographical piece of land in the world. Everything needed is provided between these two oceans. Do you think we have the uh, the the heavy metal resources to produce the batteries that? Oh yeah, yeah, hands down. Okay, everything is produced here, and and, and all <sighs> anybody who studies this says, when the global collapse happens, because that's a predicted model, that we're not going to collapse by ourselves, that the collapse is going to be global, and it's not even going to start here, but. When it happens, we're going to fare the best. Because who else has it? I don't know. I, I think long-term vision, the Chinese do have a pretty good plan if they can keep themselves. They afloat. can't feed themselves. So China's earth is so dog shit, they can't even produce enough rice for themselves. But they can produce goods and trade for that rice, Correct. And they, and they do, and they do, and they and could. They were doing well until, well, Biden made a new deal that he removed a lot of U.S. support for their manufacturing. I don't know if China's going to be producing shit next year. 
That's the projection. Well, I'm not aware of what kind of damage Biden is trying to do to China. I mean, they don't even shoot their balloons down until they reach the, the water. So I, I do know this. I will say this firsthand experience. When I went into Central America on, on my own little vacations and whatnot, I would find little Chinatowns mm-hmm. and also in Eastern Europe too. Um, where was I? Um, you got Croatia over here, Serbia. I, I remember when I was in Serbia, you'd find these Chinatowns and it's almost like they have their own systems in these Chinatowns and, and, and it's almost like, like colonies, I guess would be the way to put it. Yeah. You're probably right. That's been going on forever. It's been happening here since the 1800s. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're trying to outreach themselves using economic power they have that belt and road initiative Mm -hmm. the question is can they stay stable long enough to actually turn those green bananas into ripe bananas and yield the profit from i would argue that china's belt and road is a signal that their navy is nothing I think if their Navy was something, they would have used it already. What is the most efficient way to move goods? The most efficient way or the most... uh, The the most efficient way to move goods. Right by airplane. Nope. It's by water. Okay. You can move more. You can move it farther. You can move it cheaper. You can move it with more uh, directional diversity by water. Yeah, quantity, I agree. Uh, as speed, speed is... Oh, sure, airplanes are fastest, but it's the least efficient to get a part shipped from the Midwest to here for the salt plant costs, mm-hmm. you know, five grand. Least efficient. But how bad do you want it? I guess becomes the very question. But I asked efficient. I didn't ask fastest. Okay. Well, when you cue in all those variables, yes, you. I think water is. Why is China focusing on building a road? A railroad. That now, now you got me thinking. Is rail an established railway? Is it more efficient than boat? Not even close. I, I don't. Not know. anywhere near. Why don't we have a railroad that heads north to south in the Midwest? We do have a pretty robust road system for trucks. We have the Mississippi River. That's why we don't. Okay. Well, I, I do know uh, America has one of the most robust road systems for vehicles. Sure. And truck transportation as well. So Sure. I don't know if China has anything like that. I think Russia and China, they move most everything by rail. Anyways, we're just, we've beleaguered this point to no end. Do you remember Sam Brinton? Our, uh, um, they, them, nuclear waste disposal boss yeah he's my favorite government employee or was Mm -hmm. 
He's back in the news. He's dressed very lovely. So that <laughs> that uh, I'll just show this on the screen. Let's bring it up and we'll blow it up and we'll uh, make it real. So Sam Brinton, um, there's a African uh, clothing designer, Asia uh, Kamzin, Tanzanian fashion designer. If I slaughtered your name, I deeply apologize. But she remembers back in 2018, she had a piece of luggage. Oh, oh, he just, oh, anyways, Sam Britton just got done with court trial in, I think, Las Vegas and is out on pond now. But in 2018, she had a piece of luggage go missing at DCA. And uh, after the Sam Britton story came out, she thought to herself, I wonder. So she went to his Instagram and different things and had a look and sure as shit. He stole her luggage. That's her right there, for mm -hmm. those of you watching. There is her dress in a modeling debut. Very fashionable. Somewhere. Very fashionable. Yeah, it, it kind of, and it's it's a, I mean, it's a lovely dress, kind of an international looking dress. I mean, it could, you could probably fit in wearing that dress anywhere, I would think. And sure is, I think... I think he's got a. I think he's got multiple mental issues cruising around at the same time. I think he's got a kleptomania. I think obviously has like a gynophilia thing. Um, I keep saying he. I apologize, Sam. I think they them has gynophilia. I think they them has a rush when they steal something and then wear it in public because that's what they then keep doing. Right. It's, it's a display of power. Power or look something. what I can do and yeah. you can do nothing about it. Yeah. So yeah, there he is. I mean, a guy who usually dresses as a woman and makes the statement about it usually has a mental disorder. I'm sorry if this offends no, I'm not sorry. I don't want to lie to anybody. Look, the, the fact is, this guy has a mental disorder because of who he is. I mean, all, all these cross-dressers are usually mentally broken somehow. I'll tell you what. They, them, matches the mustache and the lipstick well. And I can't, I'm so sorry for saying this, but if we ever do make a show about they, them, Matt Damon has to play they, them. Dear God, you're right. That is Matt Damon. Maybe, maybe a Wahlberg brother. You know, one of the Wahlbergs. But. Definitely Matt Damon. So she's called the police and maybe charges to follow. But uh, it, this goes to a further point of mine. Um. This is the best thing that could happen to her career. Joe Biden's, or, or I should say, the progressive leanings of 
the Democrat Party has leaned into trying to uplift those that they see has been held down. And in some cases, that might be justified. But I don't think... I don't think that uplifting people that has visible mental issues should be in that repertoire. So you're you're telling me like I'm sorry, but whole all of, most of people in Joe Biden's party has, has some from my perspective mental issues um or or anger issues. I mean there's some torn up people. Uh well, I'm just, what I'm saying is if uh, they then Britain, what would you use instead of Mr. Britain or Mrs. Britain on they then Britain? Zer Britain? If, if Sam wanted to display wearing dresses in the privacy of their own home, I think that's perfectly acceptable, but if they're wearing it out in public, that shows that they have they they have a proclivity to force their issues into your face. Which means that there's two issues there. There's the dress wearing and also the wanting to shock people around them issue. And I don't think I'd want them anywhere that has to carry a security clearance tied to defense or nuclear weaponry or yeah. anything like defense. that. Defense. Um, you know, the, no offense to any of my fellow veterans, but we've got a lot of military members that are transitioning. And I think the first openly transgender military officer, what, three months ago got arrested for selling secrets. Why, when they have a mental issue, are we putting them in sensitive areas like that? And you know what? It's, it's strange that you asked that question. I was thinking to myself yesterday, I'm watching this show about the anthrax mail bomber. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he had a lot of, issues that like would not normally get past a surety program for the United States military nowadays, but, um, at least I hope, but, um, yeah, it seems like this, this department is totally ignorant to the fact that these people are mental and they're willing to just give them these high position jobs to break the glass ceiling and not care about the ramifications that could come afterwards. I think it's a statement completely. It's not, obje- it's not um, objective dri- driven, but subjective driven. Yeah. Well, again, crazy is crazy, and and I I just can't even wrap my mind around the half of America that voted for Joe Biden and and uh, I think went they in that voted direction. against Donald Trump. It's possible. I, I I don't know one person who's satisfied with Joe Biden. I think they all voted against Donald Trump. And Donald Trump has a a lot of things to answer for. 
Yeah, I mean, you can't get to that position without being some sort of a narcissist. No, I think while he's in that position, he has a lot of things to answer for. Oh, well, yeah, like all the gun laws and stupid stuff like that. Sure. COVID. I'm still of the party that says Donald Trump did not make COVID. I don't think he did. But he responded to it. Yeah, yeah. He kept Fauci in there. Well, I mean, did we know Fauci was the freaking terror of society that we know now today? everyone was saying that at the time. I know I was. Hmm. Maybe I gave him the benefit of the doubt in the beginning. I did not. I did not. The minute he come out and said, don't wear masks, wear masks. Oh, yeah, lockdown, everyone stay in your house. You know, and just kept correcting himself. And then the cover-up that him and and uh, all those guys from the NIH and EcoHealth Alliance, all that's out in the open now. And and still nobody has to pay for it. Did you, you know? You know that? what, uh, Dave? When you show me uh, in the United States politics a person that commits a crime and pays for it, um, yeah. Show me that. All right. Yeah, it's, it's not always easy to make politicians pay for Not politicians. Bureaucrats. When was the last time a bureaucrat ate any penalty for what they did? You know what's, you know what's the anniversary of? What's that? Waco. The beginning of the siege of Waco. How did Janet Reno get punished for Waco? I promoted. Well, she was already at the top. Mm. Did she get to retire with her full pension? Oh, you bet. Move to a tropical island? Yeah. All right. So, show me when they get punished. All right. We'll go fast. We're at an hour now. We're almost an hour. But, yeah, that's the question there. Um, Don't put crazy people. Quit it. Tell me about this Navy prisoner. Right. So a couple of years ago, there was a guy in Japan in the military, our military, uh-huh. and he had a car accident. And I think a few people died. Now, it looked like maybe he was a little homicide, homicidal with his vehicle. But in truth, he had like a seizure or something like that. Some some health effect. A lot like what happened, um, sadly, here in Tooele mm-hmm. a month and a half ago. Now. Japan has put this person in prison and sentenced him, and uh, they're pretty hard on him. Uh, so he's he's serving time in Japan, and and I guess they torture him a little bit, and you know it's you know they have Asian standards and we have American standards of of how we treat prisoners, and it's different. Okay. So Mike Lee went out and he uh, he's expressed his opinion about it. He okay, wants so. he wants him to come home and serve his sentence here. Not an unrealistic request. Okay, so Japan had uh, looks like they made an agreement to transfer Lieutenant Alconis to U.S. custody, and then Japan reneged on it. Um, let's go back up and okay, and it's Mike Lee speaking out, our senator. 
I took to the Senate floor Wednesday on behalf of Navy officer imprisoned in Japan to, uh, and to accuse its government of backtracking on a deal for the sailors' release. What uh, what was the deal? I'm wondering what the trade was. Um, it was something where he had to do his sentence here in America. Now, I don't think it's unrealistic to request something like that, especially, I mean, Japan, we're, we're doing military service in Japan. Let's not forget, only a couple of years ago, we conquered them too. It's it's almost like, I don't know, in Rome, it took, country, uh, it took city states or, or countries years to acclimate uh, their okay. their sounds independence like, back into uh, some sort of semblance of reality sounds like he has a three-year sentence for neg negligent driving that caused the deaths of two japanese people and injured a third in 21 in the shizuka district sentence in, in october of 21 lee said alconis was assigned at the time to a destroyer at yokusha yokusuka naval base was mistreated while under pretrial arrest he was placed solitary confinement for 26 days during that time he was denied access to legal counsel denied access to an adequate translator denied proper medical care despite the fact that he had just been in a serious accident and was subject to intense interrogation tactics at all hours of the night okay this would be my quick answer um I would make a protest to the government of Japan and say, uh, here's the deal. You know, you uh, mistreated one of our sailors who had an accident, whatever, find him wrong, whatever. Um, I'm, However, I'm okay with him doing his prison time over there as long as he is treated as Japan would treat its own criminals. But I would tell him in lieu of this moving forward, our naval personnel is not allowed to leave either U.S. ships or U.S. military base soil in Japan. Enjoy the economic effects of that. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, I, it just that's seems what I would do because I feel like we're a pushover. Let me ask you a question. Let's say the Mexican Air Force in the U.S. They're doing a joint training at, you know, camp wherever. And a uh, Mexican uh, Air Force pilot gets into a car wreck, kills two uh, Americans and, uh, you know, wounds another, whatever. Same scenario. And we try him and imprison him. And we question him. Now, I want everyone to reflect on this. I'm not trying to be harsh. He received the exact same legal defense he would have had the U.S. Navy tried him. I am pretty sure that if we had a public trial for for a, a national from another country at this we still wouldn't torture him at night yeah i i would like to know what the torture was they said subjected to intense interrogation tactics at all hours of the night right so i mean but he's not sleeping let's say this mexican 
Air Force pilot. We try him. And we uh, evict him. And Mexico says we want him to do jail here. Okay. I mean, it doesn't sound unreasonable. Would you send him back to Mexico to serve? Or would you want to make sure he served in your jail? Make sure he did the time. Now, granted, them wanting him to serve there is not anything to do with rehabilitation. It's just complete, uh, you know, punishment. Right. They want to make an example out of him to show their people, hey, look, we still have power That's over right. America somehow. No, I don't think it's power over America. They want to say, look, we're seeking justice for you. Hmm. Japan has no power over America. No, they don't. Well, maybe they do in this case. But you got to understand that a lot of the Japanese mentality, there's there's still a, quite a bit of mental damage over there for losing that war. I'm sure they're thinking, look, you may have won the war but this is going to be our <laughs> do you think that they're looking at that as this is our revenge yes i do i don't i think they're looking at that as saying we want to keep him here we want to keep him where uh the victims of this the victim community knows he's here I don't that's know. just my comp and i would almost feel the same way if the mexican air force officer had the same issue here Okay. Well, I mean, I, I will humbly disagree with you. I think there's still a lot of resentment in Japan for losing that war. Yeah. And this is kind of way a way to project it. Not any evidence of resentment for losing that war, such as them making MacArthur a national hero. Okay. I, I, I just don't think resentments like that die within three generations. But I mean, that's just my opinion. All right. So, but that's just, I, I don't know. I, if I was Japan, I'd be politically savvy and I'd send him back, you know, and whatever else. I, I just would. All right. What's this? Stars and stripes. Uh, now, I, I do wonder why Japan appears to have reneged on it. I wonder what the trade off was, what was promised to Japan that they uh, put at jeopardy losing. Uh, it looks like there were some Stinger missiles involved in it. Um, in the trade. Da, 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 da. Yeah, it looks like there was a, a red Stinger in there. Which, okay. Uh, yeah. During the 13-minute Senate address, Lee made no mention of his recent Twitter threat. To stall Japan's plan to purchase 400 U.S.-made Tomahawk, sorry, a little bigger than a Stinger, Tomahawk cruise missiles for $1.55 billion to purchase approved February 28th by the lower house of Japan's diet or diet. is a part of the country's largest ever defense budget, $50 billion designed to address China's growing influence in the region. And that, you know, I would not withdraw um, if there's a country that's going to buy goods from us to, uh, to defend against of China. Us just delivering goods. I wouldn't withdraw that. But anyways, that's it for the show. We've gone on for 
plenty of time now. Uh, yeah, gone on for an, an hour and no comments. Nobody's uh, mentioning anything on here. God, man, we killed it in the beginning. We keep dragging into the Bitcoin. Dave, I know you love it, but it ain't the answer to everything. And we got it. That's just a show killer. You dragged that one, Jared. I just made a quick comment. I know. I just, <laughs> it's, it's unfeasible. We'll see you guys next week. Good night.